Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed by Fathom for Fathom to resource you to go deeper in your relationship with God. Uh, Well, hey, everybody, Pastor Chris sitting here uh, again doing another one of our little mini series uh, interviews called Meet the Elder Candidates. And today we have uh, the sweet privilege of flip-flopping roles a little bit. I'm sitting here with our good friend. You know him and I know him. We love him. Kyle Knight, our digital youth minister slash elder candidate. And so uh, I'm going to be interviewing Kyle so that you can know a little bit more about him. Uh, Yes, we have done a Meet the Staff podcast when Kyle first came on, uh, but that was a while ago and his roles have since uh, expanded. He has Um, he has only grown in his capacity here at Fathom. I think when we talked, Kyle, officially, you were just doing digital ministry, right? Yeah. I don't know if we even had you doing youth at that point. I don't think so. Um, but we have augmented your role to Mm. add, uh, youth ministry. And now uh, a couple of years in almost a couple of years, almost a couple of years. Yeah. Two year anniversary is this summer, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, you know, we're, we're, we're moving Kyle into the position of elder candidate, or we have moved him into this. So uh, I thought we'd just bring him in, interview him a little bit, put him in the hot seat for a change on the Fathom Academy podcast. So yeah, this is a little weird. Yeah. So you're not in charge today. Thank my you. Friend. First of all, thank you for that introduction. Um, yeah. I do believe in last week's you, you called, uh, Nate Wirtz a beautiful man. Or something like well, that when you introduced him. He's so a, he is a good I didn't hear being. any of that. Well, read into I'm it what you will, it. my yeah, friend. That's, read that's into it what you will. <laughs> right. So hey, thanks for that. So, well, Kyle, um, I, I know a lot of people do know you, but uh, there's a there's enough new people at the mm-hmm. church who don't really know Kyle Knight. Um, and so I'd love to I'd love to uh, hear I don't know your testimony, man. Just just walk yeah. us through your story of of you know, growing up when, when, uh, what your involvement was with church, mm-hmm. um, when Christ kind of came into your life and was, was real and saved you. I mean, mm-hmm. walk us through that, that a little bit, Sh- share with us your testimony. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm a native here to Colorado, born and raised in a town, Arvada. Um, is that what people in Arvada call it? <laughs> Probably. Or is that what you call it? That's what I call it. The okay. real eight town. The real eight. I okay. <laughs> Just leave it at that. All right. Um. Yeah. I. I. I grew up in the church. Um. I've, I. I like to kind of say I'm. I feel like I was as close to a, a PK pastor's kid as you could get without having either of my parents be pastors. My mom worked at the church I grew up in for as long as I can remember. Um. Ever since I was a little, little kid. Um, all the way through a, a few years ago. And so, um, yeah, so I, I really grew up in the church. My parents, um, took me and my siblings to church. We were at every single kids function through, um, the middle school and high school youth group doing all the youth group things, mission trips, all that kind of stuff. Um, very involved in church. Um, our parents were very intentional about, um, making, making sure Christ was a huge part of our lives and really leading by that example, um, for, for all of us, for me and my siblings. And so, so grew up in the church. Um, I mean, I, I, I became, 
I my if if you ask my mom when I when I became a Christian when I shout out to Sheila Knight <laughs> shout out <laughs> she's probably listening that's hey, right mom hey mom I uh, love you um uh I I think she would she'd probably say like I um she prayed that prayer with me when I was a a, a little kid um like most I feel like most people growing up in the church do and uh but you know, my faith in, in Jesus didn't really become my own. Um, probably until I was, I was a teenager, uh, probably middle school is when I really, um, took that next step in, in getting baptized. Um, but I, I just remember on, on a mission trip in middle school of when, when Jesus really became real to me as I was, as I was serving. Um, and, and so that's kind of really when my, my faith became my own and it really started to take on this, um, this, my, my identity in Christ as, as kind of my own thing and not necessarily my, my, my parents, um, thing. And so, uh, yeah, so I just, I kind of continued through the whole, the whole youth group thing. Um, uh, one thing about me when I was like, when I was a teenager, um, I really wasn't, really wasn't all about sharing my faith. And, and making my faith really known to others. I was super heavenly involved in um, church youth group and all of that kind of stuff. But then when I would go to school, it would just be like middle school and high school. I just, I had different set of friends. Um, I kind of just lived sort of like two different lives of like um, um, being a Christian at church with my, my youth group friends and then um, going to school and kind of acting completely different, not really taking my, my, my faith in Jesus super seriously and how, um, Jesus would have wanted me to. And, um, and so I, I like, I, I kind of did that all through like being a teenager, um, until I went to college, uh, went to college at CU Boulder, go buffs. Um, we don't have a, I'm doing a bear. What is this? RCCU Cougar. Sorry. Cougar. This doesn't translate to, have... to audio, my friend. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm doing a hand cougar thing, everybody. <laughs> uh, we don't. Yeah, we don't have video here. Um, but yeah, go, uh, going to going to see you was um, really, I mean, huge test of my faith. Um, uh, being there with completely new friends, no one, no one really knowing who I I was, um, and I I I mean, I kind of went down that path of you know, nobody really knows that like that I'm, that I'm a strong Christian and that I, I believe in Jesus. And, um, and I, I went down that path of, of, of partying and, um, just kind of running away from God. Um, but still kind of, I, I had, I had people in my life that I, um, that were friends from back home youth group who were a little bit older than me, who still kind of, they were always there to kind of sort of rein me in a little bit and pull me back to, um, the church that was up there. And so I'm super appreciative of that because that led me, um, to, uh, to being in a, a guy's small group in college that really, um, really helped me get back on the right track of taking my faith seriously, being in a, like in a accountability group with a bunch of other college age guys, um, being there for each other, um, really kind of helped me really kind of get my life back on, on track. I, I feel like I kind of strayed there for a year or two in college of just trying to find something else, seeing if there was anything else out there that would have been 
that might have been like, I don't know, maybe better or more fulfilling. And it just wasn't. And um, and so getting this group, uh, this kind of accountability group, this small group of guys from our church was really um, what really helped me grow in my faith in college and really helped it really just solidify it for really the rest of my life until until now. I kind of look back on that being like, hey, that's when I that's when I again really almost kind of that like rededicated my life to Christ and just saying like, hey, this is like this is what I grew up in. Like I know this, like I know, um, I know this stuff is real. Like I've I have I have this strong faith. Um, but that's really when I was like, you know what? Like this is what I this is maybe what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um and so that just kind of I mean that that kind of leads into what I uh felt a calling on my life um when it comes to my career and everything. Um yeah. after after college I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um I was still kind of everything was still kind of up in the air, didn't really know where God was calling me to do uh, what to do. Um but was uh met my now wife um after college and we were still volunteering at um our youth group back home. Uh loved just being with um teenagers and walking through life with them and teaching them the Bible and um seeing them grow and it was always just kind of in the back of my head that you know this this might be something that God is is calling me to do with my life. Um but back then I I really thought of kind of the whole youth ministry thing, working in a church thing. Like I just, I, it, it wasn't me. I couldn't do it. Um, it, maybe it was, it was a cool thing to, to volunteer, um, with, with the teenagers, but, um, but I never really took seriously like, Hey, this, this is what God might want you to do with your, with your life. Um, and so just with a lot of, a lot of prayer and, um, meeting with people and, uh, I, I like to say God finally, like that's, that's finally when, when God called me into to doing youth ministry. Um, obviously like years after that, I can look back and like see so many times in my life where, um, where God was speaking through other people and kind of enlightening me of like, Hey, this is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do with your life. And, um, for many, many years, even when I was like a little kid growing up in the church, I heard these things through other people like, Oh, you're going to be a pastor someday, or you're going to be this or this. And I would always just be like, that's crazy talk. Like, no, not, not going to do that. Um, uh, but looking back at all those, I realized that, you know, God had been telling me this for a really long time of where he wanted to direct my life, um, in, in doing something for him. Uh, and his kingdom, but I, I just wasn't listening. And this was like, after college was the really the first time where I finally listened to God's calling and said, okay, if that's, if like, if that's what you want me to do, um, let's do it. And then yeah. after that, it was just, it was a lot of decisions of, man, do I, do I jump into church, uh, church ministry and get a job or go to seminary, make a long story short or a, short story, long, whatever, longer, even longer, went to seminary, um, got my youth and family ministries degree at Denver seminary. And then, um, and then got my first job in, in youth ministry and doing high school ministry that turned into a long time at a, my previous church. So, so let's, let's do this. Um, let's, let's talk about specifically fathom for you because 
in our last podcast, when we did meet the staff, we really mm-hmm. talked about like vocational call and how that worked and yeah. your years as a youth pastor and then leaving and going into the marketplace for a season and then mm-hmm. coming here. But why don't you, why don't you talk now about really the last two years? So yeah. I think it was right around this time. Mm-hmm. It was at the very beginning <laughs> stages of COVID yeah. that you and I had a conversation about church stuff. Yeah. And that kind of set this whole thing in motion of you coming to fathom. Mm-hmm. So why don't you talk about what that ha- was like and mm-hmm. really what the last two years for you and your family have been like, mm-hmm. um, because, because, and the thing I'd love for you to really drill down on is, um, what I think is a rarity is finding not only a job, yeah. but also a church. Oh, totally. Because I think you can find one or the other. You can find a church job and it may not be the church that you would choose, yes. or you might be able to find a church that you would choose, but yeah. there's no job for you there. Right. But I think if I'm, unless you're, unless I'm totally barking up the wrong tree, that you guys have found both, which I think is a unique category. So why don't you talk to us about the last couple of years? Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's a perfect way of saying it. Um, because, you know, previous experiences that, that, me and my wife have had with our family in church in, in doing ministry. Um, you're right. Like I've, I've been in a church where, you know, it was a job, not necessarily a place where we would have picked to, to go to church and be, and be fed through a church. Um, but yeah, so I mean, man, yeah. Beginning of beginning of pandemic 2020 is when I, I reached out to you and, um, just for uh, like, uh, it was, it was kind of crazy because after after like a year and a half or so, two years out of out of ministry, doing something totally different, um, there was just this um, this sense of of God telling me and really my family, my wife, of that we wanted to be back in a church, and and I didn't know what that like at that moment. I didn't know what that meant or what that looked like. Um, at that time we were attending a church. Um, we weren't, I wasn't working at a church, working somewhere else, but we were attending a church and, um, and then, and then that, that job ended, but I just, I felt this, um, yeah, I I felt this pull to be back in a church. And, and the, the way I could describe that is, um, is, you know, when I left my previous job in ministry, I, everybody kept asking me like, Oh, like, are you going to, is, is this it for you in ministry? Are you ever going to do youth ministry again? You're ever going to work in church? And I was like, I don't know. Like I, with God, it's like, I'm not going to say I'm never going to, I'm, I'm done with this right now. Um, and then in doing something else for a few years, I kind of thought like, Hey, maybe that was my, my kind of stint in, in, in ministry or whatever that is working in a church. And, um, but then I, I had this, I had this feeling, this, this pull towards, um, being part of a church again. And it was, it was really strong. Cause I, me and my wife had many conversations of like, man, we just wanted, and it wasn't necessarily for me, like, man, I wanted to work in a church again. Like I want a job in a church. It was more of like for me and my family. And, and it was crazy. Cause I was having these thoughts and my wife was kind of having these thoughts too. And we kind of went to each other with these thoughts. And we're like, we're kind of think, thinking the same thing. And it was more of like, man, I missed being part of a church, like part of a church community, um, having like, like a close family around you. Um, I, I missed having my family in a church. Um, and yeah, we, we attended a church at this point, but it was very like, 
very much consumer. Like we just, we went to a church, we went to church on Sunday, got that's got what we needed. And and that was it. And I just, I was feeling this, this pull of, of like, I, I, I wanted to be back into a church. I wanted more, like I wanted more of like intentional church community, being with God's people. Um, and, and in talking uh, like through that with my wife, it, it just became more clear that it was like, you know, like maybe God, I think, I think God is really calling me back into ministry and not, and you're right. Like, like what you said, Chris, of not just a job in ministry, not just like, okay, where's the next youth pastor job opening that I can't get because I need a job now. And I'm just going to take that one. Who cares about, you know, the church or our connection with that or whatever like that. It was more of like, you know, and I was just actually talking with my wife about this just the other day. Cause we were kind of looking back on how we got to fathom. And, um, because we had been at a place where we did the whole just job thing and didn't really feel like, you know, this would have been a church we, we would have picked to, to raise our family in or anything like that. And so as we were kind of thinking this over, I was like, you know, I think I, I think I do feel like God has called me back into ministry. And especially I want our, I want our family to be in, in a church again. Um, but it was more of like, Hey, this time, like we need to, we need to find a place that like, that we truly love and that we truly want that we, that we feel like we're called to, but it's, but it's a place where we can all grow. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that we missed in in the past of, um, but I was like, because it was such a pull on me to be back in a church and especially my family, I felt that I was like, I want my, like, I want my kids to be really involved in a church right now. Like I, I want them to be around people who will, who will love them, um, like a family and have, have church friends and, um, and so that, like, that was our feeling. That was like where we were at. Um, and then in talking with you, it was like, for real, it was, it was totally God just, um, just kind of setting this all up and like, uh, you had an opportunity and stuff like that. And so like when it, when it all came down to us coming to fathom, um, I think especially now more than a year and a half, two years ago, man, we really realized like, holy cow, we're like, we're in a place that we not only love the job. Like I, I love, I love what I do here and I love doing ministry work um, in doing digital things for the, for the church, but in, in, uh, in, in leading the youth and, and building relationships with them. Like, I love that stuff, but man, like so much of the conversations I have with my wife now are like of, of her growing in a women's Bible study and mm-hmm. all the relationships she's building. I mean, like she's having coffee with, with other women of this church every single week. And it's, and she is just beaming from it. I see my kids like who have friends in this church. Like it's just, it's especially now we see that, oh man, like we we found a place that not only God has called me back into ministry in doing the kingdom work and you know, getting a paycheck for it, but it's really like like we love being here. And mm-hmm. like we found a church where it it really is like, and I'm not just saying this because our lead pastors sitting across from me, but we love it. Like it really is a place where, and, and me and my wife say this all the time is we always wanted a place where if I wasn't working that like you would want to go, like you would attend the church. Right. Um, or especially like you would want to invite your friends 
and your family to attend that church. And, and we found it here and it really is, has been such an awesome, um, because of like where we've been at in the past and everything like that, and not having those, all those pieces fit, um, being at a place now where it's like, man, yeah, almost only almost two years into this, it really has become a place where, um, I mean, it's definitely not just a job in ministry. It is like my family's here and my family is growing and I, and we're like, they're building relationships, all of them. And it's just, it's awesome. It's really cool. It's really cool to see that. Yeah. That was a long, that's a long answer, but, but, Mm -hmm. but I, I think you're, I think you're, you're, you're hitting on something that's really important to point out here. It's really a lovely thing when you love your church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm shocked often by how many people I meet who, when I find out where they go to church, I'm like, Oh yeah. How's that? How, how do you like that? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you know, it's all right. And part of me and, and, and listen, I get the loyalty factor. Yeah. Yeah. And I get longevity and I understand mm-hmm. seasons. I mean, goodness, Fathom church seven years in, we certainly have had seasons where it was lovely and, and seasons mm-hmm. when it was less lovely. So I get that. but. Um, what a sweet gift it is when you love the church you're at. Oh. And that's only saying just from a, from a congregant standpoint, mm. the fact that there is also the occupational vocational side of yeah. this for you is just a double gift from the Lord in that. So, yeah. And you know, I, and, and I, I do hear of a lot of people like, um, like who are, who their job is in ministry that, that, you know, sometimes that kind of marriage between like you and your church like it all kind of working out like that comes after you've been, after like job number five or church number five or six or so or like whatever like that like it takes a while right and and just for me and my family just looking back it's like we we're like super blessed to have found a place um you know like my second job in ministry but um a few different churches later and we're like just the background my wife has in growing up in a church and me. And like, now we're like at a place where we can like in the past, we would have been those people who said like, yeah, like church is church is all right. Like it's, it's pretty good. But now having a church now where we could actually say like, man, it's like, it's great. Like Mm -hmm. it is. And it's not just, man, Sunday was great. Sunday with church was awesome. It was great to have that. Yep. And then we'll, I'm sure next Sunday was great. It's, it's just, it's like our whole, you know, it's our whole week and it's, it's awesome. It's relationships. It's yeah. It's, it's been great to finally be like, be at a place where we could say like, Hey, yeah, this like church isn't just like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's great. It's yeah. We, we, we love it. So then Kyle talk to me then about what, what this transition now, um, mm-hmm. towards eldership eldership looks like for you because, um, you know, you're coming up on two years at the church. Uh, I mean, we've known each other for a long time, mm. so we have that kind of going for us. But stepping into the role of elder is carrying a heavier burden. It's owning uh, more than the job mm-hmm. of your vocation as the youth minister, as the as the digital minister. But I'm really saying I'm I'm a I'm willing to step into a role where I'm going to take the the spiritual leadership burden yeah. at a different, at a different degree. And so talk to us about that process, what, mm-hmm. what, where your head and your heart is, how you and Jackie have processed that. I mean, walk us through 
the the journey towards eldership in this process? Yeah, when um, I remember when you when you first came to me and you were uh, and you're like, hey, we like I I would like you to fill out an application to become an elder. Um, I think first thoughts were like I I was terrified, <laughs> like I can't I can't be an elder. Um, so I, I like, I had some reservations for sure of like, oh, is this like, like now, um, it, like, am I ready for this? Like I, that had, it had never been anything like on my mind of like, like this is where, where God might call me to be. Like I was, I was, I was pretty content of being like, Hey, like I'm no, I'm, I'm on staff. Everything's going good. Why would I add something like this? Mm-hmm. Um, until I talk to my wife. And, uh, so I, I, I go home and tell, and tell Jackie this. And like her first thought was, yes, do it. She was like, yeah, you should, you should totally do it. You should go. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, hold on. Um, or like, are you sure? Like this is, you know, this, it's a, it's a lot more time. Um, it's a, and so like we, we talked through it a lot, um, about like what it, what this, what this could mean, what like all the, all the time and energy and all that kind of stuff with this with our family and everything that. And I feel like I was kind of not trying to like talk both of us out of it, but trying to be really realistic about it and being like, Hey, you know, it's, this is going to be a lot. And, and my wife through all of that was still just like, no, you should do that. Like, I really do think, I really do think that would be an awesome thing um, for you to do. And, um, and so for me, it was, yeah, it, it wasn't something that I was like ready for. Um, but after a lot of prayer, um, after going through the, you know, the application process, the interview process and talking with you and um, the other elders about all this, it's, um, and and especially like where we're at, like right now in, in, in being a candidate, um, I've, the, the stuff I'm like, I'm learning about what it means to be an elder um, has really kind of affirmed in me that it's like, Hey, th- like th- I think this is where like what God is calling me to do next mm-hmm. in this, in this leadership role. I think, I think before a lot of this, I kind of thought of it as like, no, I like, I can't do that. I don't even know what it like. I don't know what an elder does. Like, I don't know what the the role of an elder is. And um, just already in, in, reading about and learning about eldership in going through scripture and just seeing the, the, the tons of scripture where it like in the Bible, it talks about, um, being an elder, what it, what it means to lead a church, what it means to shepherd a flock and like all this kind of stuff that I'm like, I, I had no idea, but I'm learning so much about kind of, kind of God's plan for me and how, how he kind of take how he's kind of taking that taking me to that sort of like next step that kind of next level for me um how i was very you know very content in being on staff and all that and i think god was like okay like like it's going it's going great and this is awesome but like this is another this is another step that i want you to take you know and it's and it's not like it's a this isn't like a paid position. You're getting a raise. Here's a bunch of like, it's like, no, this is going to be, um, something that I, that I want you to, I want you to serve in and, and serve the church and serve, serve me in this. And, um, 
And so, yeah, it's been like, seriously, in these last, like, man, this last like month, I feel like I've learned so much more about what, um, uh, what, what the Bible says about being an elder, being a leader of a church that I'm like now, like, okay, I like, I, I can do this. And I do feel like God is calling me into this role. Um, and, and it's, it's really just getting me even more excited about, um, about stepping into this position of, of, of leadership with mm-hmm. this, with this, this group of men around me as well. And, um, and this team of, of, of leave leading fathom and, and right. what that, like what that could look like. And so it's, it started out pretty, pretty terrifying and pretty crazy. Um, but my, my wife is great and she talked me into it, which yeah. is pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> So as you, as you are now in the candidacy process and, mm. you know, we've got probably about six months of this, what, um, and then, and then assuming that, you know, nothing shows up and you get affirmed mm-hmm. and then you've got a three year, a three year, uh, um, at least your first, uh, stint as an elder. Yeah. Talk to me about, um, what you see for Fathom mm. over the next three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, obviously you've got youth ministry that's growing. I mean, mm-hmm. really it has, it's grown since you took it yeah. over. Uh, kids ministry is growing. Our Sunday attendance is growing. We just added a second service. I mean, it feels like we've kind of pulled as it were out of the mm-hmm. COVID fog. I know it's still around, but I, but it yeah. does. I think we're kind of, we've, we've survived it as a church and are beginning to recover and, mm-hmm. and begin to thrive again. So as you look forward as a, as, as one of the spiritual leaders of this church, what do you see in the next few years mm-hmm. for Fathom church? Yeah. Um, there, there's a couple things. Um, one is like, I just, whenever I now, as I'm, as I'm learning more about, you know, what it, what elders are called, um, to be and, and do for the church. And, um, one of the things that, always keeps like, like in the back of my mind is, is this whole, um, this whole being a shepherd sort of thing, shepherding his flock. And, um, one of the books we read for, um, for our, our new elder candidates, um, about being an elder, it it talks a lot about, um, it talks a lot about shepherding his flock, um, Christ's flock of of the church and like all the different, all the different sheep of the church and where they're at in their lives. And, and different areas on how we can shepherd each and every one of them. But for me that like, it really just resonates with me more about um, really like shepherding, but also like mentorship. And, mm-hmm. um, and to me, I, I, I feel like as an elder team, uh, one thing I'm really excited about is, is helping um, like helping shepherd God's flock at this, at this church at, at fathom, um, and, and pouring into the lives of, of, of our, of our members here and, um, of our attenders and like being there for them and everything like that. Um, but also like, it really just kind of pushes me even further of like, man, I, I would love to see, yeah, yeah, we are shepherding, you know, the congregation here, but I would love to see that in like so many different levels here. Um, and, and to me, what that looks like is, is kind of, mentorship and mm. and getting people connected with with other people of different ages and sitting underneath them and their um and their wisdom and um to me that's always just been like I've 
I, I've seen it happen here at Fathom, but I also feel like that is something that we can do do better with. And there's so much opportunity here of of like, and I don't know what it is of like like a mentoring program or something like that, or a very informal. We see a lot of um like informal kind of mentoring going on here. Like my like my wife, I think, has like she calls like four different mentors. She like gets mentored from um already in this church and um and then she'll meet with some of our high school girls every now and then to kind of be a mentor to them so um so for me in like just what what being an elder me like thinking of what an elder means of being a shepherd to the flock it kind of makes me think of like how we can how we can do that with the rest of with the rest of fathom and how that can look like in the sense of 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 mentoring and getting just people to um, to share their wisdom with others, to to watch over others uh, like a shepherd does with their flock, to protect others, to um, to care for others. Um, I I could just see like we have such a such an amazing church now with with people who are so willing to um, to meet with people and mm. share their wisdom and care for others. That it's like I just want to see that grow so much. Um, I, and I know, I know Nate talked about this in his last, in his podcast of, of discipleship groups and those kind of grouping thing, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to see, um, just more wisdom being wisdom being shared amongst people of all different generations here. Um, that's one of the things, one other thing that I'll, I'll just say quicker. Um, and this is just something that I've been, um, kind of going through that kind of goes along with, um, with our, our youth ministry stuff and things that, that I've been thinking of is I've like, I just, um, just yesterday I met with someone up the street that runs, a runs, a like a food bank sort of thing. We were just talking about, um, opportunities there of how we can partner with them, all this other kind of stuff, serve, serve the homeless here, um, serve the community in Littleton here. And man, for some reason, God has just been putting that on my heart of like how, how fathom how we can how we can be more in the community close to us um mm. how we can be um it, we and we do we do what we do so well here is that dig deep and like go even deeper and i feel like that is awesome and now it's like it's that reach wide part that we talked about uh, man last year um i just i i i feel like in these next few years my hope is to is to to hopefully move move fathom to be more involved in the community around here to be more of um Jesus's hands and feet to Littleton close mm. by whatever that looks like whether it's food banks and and the homeless community or just reaching out more i think that's that's just something that's been on my heart lately of like man we can really really make an impact in in Littleton on downtown main street whatever that that kind of looks like. Um, so I, I, I mean, five years, three years, whatever like that. Um, my, my hope is that God just how, how he has blessed fathom these last few years. Um, my hope is that we can just now continue that blessing. Um, but then also like just bless outward into, into Littleton and, and, and close by. So Mm. that's good stuff, man. That's great. Well, Kyle, thanks, man. Appreciate you giving us some time. No let's do let's let's end with some quick fire questions here. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, just so that you know we can have a little bit of fun as we, we close up. But <laughs> okay. uh okay, talk to us about your favorite genre of music. 
Oh man. Um, favorite genre of music. Um, eighties rock. Okay, eighties rock. That no no explanation. I, okay. Needed. No explanation needed. Can I say my least favorite? Sure. Country. Okay. Well, well played. Sorry, wife. Well played. Country music is the cat <laughs> of the music world. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it um, is. Uh, okay. Uh, would you rather wear pants or shorts? I can't ask what time of year. Right now, pants. Okay. Let's just go with pants. It's fine. Go with uh, pants. Would you rather be uh, at the North Pole or the South Pole? Wow. It's a big question. South. Okay. Would you? It's ra- warmer down there, right? I uh, don't think so. South. No, that's that called Antarctica, my friend. Uh, do some geography south, research. Man. South of here. Uh, yeah. Uh, would you rather visit Africa or Asia? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, I can't say both. No. Africa. Okay, Africa. Sure. Um, would you? Uh, what's what's your order at a coffee shop? coffee just like a like a black coffee black coffee um yeah see i'm i wish i was more of a coffee snob um yeah nate, most, nate, nate doesn't want to hear this but do, yeah i was i was listening to his and he's like pour over or cappuccino <laughs> something like, i don't know um it, give me a black drip coffee i like i like good coffee if the, if i have enough time for i'm not really that patient but for a pour over and give me a pour over, but just black coffee. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite sport? Favorite sport to watch? Probably football. Okay. To play probably golf. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. uh, last but not least, uh, ideal day off kind of Saturday, lay it off, lay it out for us. Like what's, what's an ideal Saturday for you? Ideal Saturday. Cause Saturday, Um, I mean, this is with my family or without my family. Sure. Whatever you choose. I mean, if you think that ideal is without your family, then, you know, we'll leave them I, to judge yeah, you for that. So ideal <laughs> is really with my family. Um, man, ideal Saturday, getting outside, doing stuff outside, um, doing stuff with my, my kids playing with them. Um, however, if it's, if it's just me and if it's nice weather, like I would, I would go golfing. Yeah. I would, I would just go golfing. I'd probably go to a movie too and sit inside by myself. I mm. like going to movies. That's why it's go. kind of been sad. I haven't been to a movie theater in a while. Yeah. But I would 100% be that guy who goes to a movie by himself and be totally okay with it. Well, you've Introvert. heard it. You've heard it here, folks. <laughs> if you want to bless our friend Kyle Knight, <laughs> uh, bring him golfing or just send him yeah, golfing would, by himself. Cause I'd apparently he doesn't that. like people. So true. Uh, so true. well, buddy, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Thank you. Thankful for you. Thankful for your ministry. Thankful for your family. I mean, thankful for so many things, but also really we are thankful that you uh, have kind of accepted the call into potential eldership. And I look forward to journeying you with a journeying with you in this same right on, man. All right. Well, church, that's what we've got for you today. Uh, be sure to look for uh, the next Fathom Academy podcast. I think we've got one more of these. We need to uh, bring our our last elder candidate, Justin Wellam, into the podcast lounge, and hopefully we get a good conversation there. But uh, until then, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.